I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Oh, Tony, baby. You're a mess. Uh? Thank Grimes, it's Tuesday. It's time for Trend Lightly. Are you ready? The trending news podcast for anyone who is literally not an absolute virgin. <laughs> extremely online, extremely clueless, horny for Bitcoin. Oh, baby. You're in the right place. Now it's time to meet your host, the Irish-American tornado and the real princess of Wales. We are back. Molly McAleer and Tiffany Maddox. Welcome back, everyone, to Trend Lightly. It's me, Tiffany Scott Maddox, and with me, as always, my wonderful co-host, Molly McAleer. <gasps> Hi, Molls. Hi, babe. I'm you, sorry. You're, you're gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, peanut-free, <laughs> alcohol-free, sugar-free co-host, Molly McAleer. Yep. Hi, I'm here. Yep. <laughs> How It's day one. Day one, baby. <sighs> So yesterday I was at my friend's memorial and I got shit canned, which I think is the point of a memorial. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's a good old, I mean, that's how the Irish do it, you know, and I am that. So I um, got like, you know, you're supposed to 
double down on everything. I obviously was not going to double down on gluten because, you know, I don't know. I don't think it's like a fun experiment to no. not shit for a month. No. <laughs> I personally don't feel that. But I did eat some random fries, which is crazy because I am not – I like am so not supposed to do that. Like I don't know what else is fried in there. So it's just you're not supposed to do that. I, I went for it and I feel okay. Last night I also got some Taco Bell in, which is nice because I, I am supposed to avoid corn as well. Mm. I don't know, dude. Like, it ha- honestly, it has to be the dairy. It has to be the dairy. And, you know, we'll see. I'm sipping some carrot cumin soup made with oat milk right now and uh, <laughs> I think also the unfortunate thing I realized is that I'm going to be like drinking a lot of Diet Coke oh yeah you know because like it's finally like getting cold enough that warm hot coffee makes sense but I really like a Coca-Cola <sighs> fucking yes and I just am being honest with myself. I think I'm going to wind up drinking a bunch of Diet Coke. I ordered, I went and ordered a full-blown 12-pack with my groceries yesterday that came to the house. And I think I can do this. It's only two weeks, but I'm just, I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie. I like a, I like a gummy bear. Mm -hmm. I like, I did get some sugar-free gummy worms. Good. So that's good. But yeah, I don't know. It, it, I don't (laughs) I know I sound depressed and it's because I am. I know. We're going to be having very different weeks, you and I, because from Thursday onwards, I'm going to have seven days of all-inclusive and I'm going to be going buck fully mm-hmm. off the walls. Crazy. The, like, the all-inclusive we're going to have this, like I guess, upgrade where you could like upgrade the experience that you get access to like there are certain restaurants in the hotel resort that like you know you can book like once like once a week if you're all-inclusive this shit was like oh yeah you can come all day every day if you want to with this like with this upgrade I was like great they also were like premium spirits I was like yes I don't want that local shit give me the premies yeah yeah I want to get crazy I want to get fucking wasted I want to get wild so yeah i'm gonna do that i think and then we can see who feels better at the end of the two weeks i predict it will be you actually i honestly think it'll be you because (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna be fucking dragging my feet the whole way and eric has covid which is just thrilling it was his first time he finally finally got it and he took paxlovid which is I did not take because apparently it helps you with like potential long COVID. Oh. I have always been a little bit of a bouncer backer mm-hmm. with my since I was a kid. My mom's like, you were the healthiest kid. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. I probably had undiagnosed celiac my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> but yeah, I I I kind of bounce back and also Paxlovid is very sensitive about what you mix it with and like I'm sorry like I'm barely glued together I cannot be like oh no I'm not gonna like so what if all my mood stabilizers effects are canceled <laughs> out <laughs> for a week no and he er, he er, he told he told me that like if he took Pepto-Bismol right now that it could stop his heart oh <gasps> 
Jesus. Which I did not, I mean, like, I can't imagine. Like. Oh, my God. I know. And he's, I, I said to him, you're a good little Googler. Like, yeah. thank God you're such a good little Googler because, like, he's, he is, he's just better at Google than I've, I've ever seen anyone be. He's so good <laughs> at it. And he's like, you can Google too. And I'm like, not like you. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, he, like, has all of his stuff that he can't do when he's taking Paxlovid, but. Yeah, I guess he said it like he's on day three or four of since he tested and he's feeling he's like, I feel completely fine. Well, that's good. So, that is good. Nice. Yeah. 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 The, the worst part for me was being stuck inside. Yeah. So it's long. Boring. Yeah. On your so own. I, was like, I feel fine, but I'm just in, I'm being punished. Mm-hmm. It's I'm in punishment. I was so. really lucky that me and Billy, I mean, we both had it together at the same time. And so we just, <laughs> honestly, it was, it didn't really make much of a difference to our lives because we don't go out very much. But I would have been climbing the walls if I was on my own. Not just like, not that I love going outside, but the idea that I couldn't, I think, would be a little bit too much for me. No, I, it was, and I'm someone who likes being alone to the point where mm-hmm. Tiffany, my friend, fucking owned my ass yesterday what do you mean <laughs> first of all i want to say shout out hi to carrie because carrie expressed to me how much she loves a podcast and i am a big fan of carrie too so i was like thank you she says tell tiff i said hi i say hi so, too yeah exactly i i said i bet she says hi too <laughs> but correct after i saw my friend erica came and she's like so are you like leaving the house now <gasps> And I was like, Erica, I was like, you just fucking owned me so hard. And like, I know that that was, she's like, no, but like last time I talked to you, you like weren't leaving the house. And I was like, I was never a recluse. I was like, I like leave the house, you know, not every day, but like, I was like COVID when I, when we spoke spoke so like no one no. was leaving the house <laughs> no so I just was but I was really not leaving the house you know and so I just I just was laughing my ass off because I've don't think I've ever gotten owned to my face like that before in such a in such a friendly kind way yes yeah very gentle but savage <laughs> yeah, at the same time it's like so are you leaving the house <laughs> I gotta tell you there's something to it. Well, I've got three pieces of personal news that I need to tell you in quick succession. Okay. One, me and Billy went out for an impromptu date night on Friday. Very exciting. Oh, and it was a weird date. Yeah. I was really shook when you told me where you were. Well, the first thing we did though is we went for a curry and we went to Urban Tandoor. And that may that may not ring a bell for you, but I got to tell you, Urban Tandoor is taking TikTok by storm. Mm. So it's like there are a couple of Urban Tandoor restaurants in Bristol where I'm, where I live. There's, there's I think there's only two in existence, and some young enterprising person decided, I guess, to put the people from Urban Tandoor, like the waiters and the chefs and stuff, on TikTok to do really terrible parody videos. That are like just really funny. Anyway, I will link to it in the doc so that people can check out Urban Tandoor. But I was sat there, we like, you know, we sat down, 
got our drinks, got our drinks in. And then the waiter came over to take our order. And I looked at him and I said, I know you from TikTok. I've seen your TikTok. And we're talking like some of these videos have got like hundreds of thousands of likes for a little curry house in Bristol. Yeah. I was like, you are a viral sensation. And then I, of course, cracked a little joke. I said, what are you doing working here still? Surely you must be too famous. And then he really earnestly started explaining to me about TikTok and brand and how TikTok was actually really good for brand because uh, people could see it and then they would want to come to the restaurant. And I didn't want to tell him, honey, I've been working in advertising for 15 years. (laughs) I understand the concept, believe me. (laughs) I do think that's very sweet. It was really sweet. I just kind of like nodded along. I was like, oh, really? Wow. Yeah, that's so interesting. And then. Well, it sounds like it was recently explained to him. I think it might have been. (laughs) I think that's why he probably took the time to explain it because it was very new to him. Yeah. Um, he gave us uh, two free cocktails. He just brought them over. He said they're on the house. Thanks for, he said, thanks for being a fan. Maybe he knew he mansplained to you. Yeah, but it was fan behavior because I was like gassing him up like crazy. He was like, oh, what's your favorite TikToks? And I was, re- I was ready. I was ready with the answers. I was like, do you think I'm fucking with you? I know what my favorite TikToks are. You have to link to it. I will. He, they're, they're really funny because they're like particularly bad, but like on purpose, I think. And yeah, there's, there's a really, yeah, there's some really good ones. So that was thing number one. Thing number two, after the curry, me and Billy went to the fucking circus. I, so this is what I need to know. <laughs> is it like Cirque du Soleil or is it like, were you watching like an elephant juggle balls or something? <laughs> well, neither. It was Circus Extreme. Oh, Christ. Mm-hmm. Which is just people doing extreme shit. So it was um it was interesting and some of it was not so extreme but they did have this woman who she was doing the sort of uh like the aerial acrobatic a lot of acrobatic stuff and then she like lifted a man a grown man with a teeth she had like a thing in her mouth and he was holding oh, on no. yeah shit like no, that no i don't like that we had some like roller like crazy roller skating people he was just basically like shoving a swinging around above his head what else do we have? We had Wheel of Death. Oh, my God. They should make David Dobrik do this as part of his um, punishment. <laughs> Community service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had extreme stunt riders. They had a lot of slacklining, tightrope walking. They had a clown. Uh, oh, and here's the thing. Oh, I hate clowns. He was kind of funny. It was like, you know, it was oh. like, it's all right. But um, because it was circus extreme, like all the music was was like heavy metal. So like there was a lot of Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson and like ACDC and shit. I was living, I was living, oh, I was truly living for it. I mean, yeah, that's, I, I will say I did, I, I did express surprise when you told me that you were <laughs> at a circus mm-hmm. but I do think it's a really I do think that that's a really lovely date it was fun it's like it was fun listen not to get like too <laughs> but like I never really did stuff like that when I was a kid because I felt like I was too mature to like enjoy myself in public sure. and so like 
the pictures of me at Disneyland, like if I can find one, I have to send it to you. I look miserable because I'm like too old for it. Like I'm like over it and I'm like seven years old and I'm like, come on guys. I mean, we're going to go to a spa. We're going to go for dinner. What is this shit? So I feel like maybe as an adult, I get to do stuff that I didn't really allow myself to enjoy as a kid because I was like too cool, too mature, like too... I don't know. I was just- jaded at seven is crazy. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like you, that's definitely like 11, 12. I could picture that. Like once you're Evelyn's age, you right, know, but right. jaded at seven is crazy. It's outrageous. <laughs> so I'm just like living my childhood. And then as if the, all of this wasn't so much to do in one night, I got home and I got this email. And I thought it was a spam email because it was from JPay. Are you aware of JPay? It sounds familiar. It's the uh, like prison. Oh, jail. Yeah, yeah. It's the <laughs> it's the prison communications system. And yeah. it said you have a message from a loved one. And I was like, I don't know anyone in jail, so I thought it was spam. But I do have you know an interest in crime, and it would be something I would maybe black out and do. I don't know. So I was like, have I been messaging people? Anyway, I went through the whole like ring a ring a ring ring a ring around the rosies and like tried to log in and I couldn't log in. I had to get a whole fucking thing. And it took me 45 minutes to log into this new platform. And then in, I see a message from a young man on death row in Texas who I had added to my contacts at some point when I set up a JPay account at some point. Anyway, and now I've got a pen pal on death row. Oh, what did he do? Oh, so this is the thing, Molly. <laughs> so I've decided I'm going to get him off death row. There we go. I've decided. Oh, okay, Cam. Yeah, I know. Full. I'm going full Kardashian. The other night I was up Googling like, <laughs> how do I, like, how do I pass the, like, can I study law at 36? Like all the rest of the shit. And then I was like, I don't know. I just... Right now, I just need to figure out how to send him stamps so he can reply to me properly. So I'm like running before I can walk. But US, like US postage stamps? Well, no, you can send like virtual stamps, which is how like the messages go because like it's crazy. But yeah, he was 21 when he was incarcerated and sentenced to death, which was wild to me. That was like 10 years ago. And he had, he shot a cop, which you shouldn't do. But I saw the dash cam footage and it like kind of broke my heart because he's a young black kid. He doesn't use his turn signal and the police officer aggressively like kind of pulls up on him and then immediately starts being quite aggressive to this kid. And I don't know, the whole thing is actually really upsetting to watch in like in many, many ways. The kid to me looks incredibly panicked and he speeds off eclipse another car and then the whole thing obviously ends in tragedy but I kind of felt like my reading of it was that he was in the state of Texas he was a 21 year old black male who killed a veteran white police officer in what just seemed like a series of bad decisions not something that was he didn't he didn't go out with intent to, to shoot a cop that day right right and which i think you have kind of have to prove for a death penalty case but I, they threw the book at this kid and the pictures of him in court molly will shake you he looks like a baby he looks like a tiny little baby oh 
Okay. Well, so, so anyway, I'm doing that now. So I'm getting him off death row. That's your new project. But I think it is. She is my new special interest. And but I'll be doing it when I get back off holiday. But here's the thing: I don't know how to communicate. Well, not that I don't know how to communicate with him. I'm aware that this is a young man who spent a third of his life in jail, right? Yeah. And I've noticed that his like reading and writing comprehension is like not great in the messages that we've exchanged so far. So I think that yeah. he's, I don't know. He seemed well, also it's just like educations in the fucking gutter as well. Yeah. So like, yeah. you know, even at his young age, it's entirely possible that he was just failed by the educational system as well. Hard agree. Hard agree. So it's been like, I don't know. It's been a funny thing because I <laughs> I messaged him and I was like, hey, this is me. Like I, this is what I, I like. I was like second guessing myself because I'm like, what's the things I do? Like, well, I like, I like eating. I like restaurants. I like travel. And then I was like, oh, is it like fucked up if I tell him like how much I love travel and what countries I've been to? Like, because like, where would you like to visit someday? It's like, well, he would like to be out of prison, Tiffany. Like he doesn't. Well, yeah, I think that that would be a weird follow up. Yeah, yeah. But I think that it's okay. I mean, like, I think that sometimes people in that position actually like to hear about other places in the world. Yes, yeah. Well, but I did wait, send him pictures of the circus. How did, he, how did he pick you? Like, a- <laughs> so I think I must have at some point when I'd set up a JPay account had gone looking for people to write to and you can add people as your contacts I'd never sent him any mail but I'd added him to my contacts and I think when you do that it must be like a mutual thing like he like he obviously can see it and he just said hey I've just like I saw your name in my contacts how are you doing like let me know if you get this so yeah so he just he he reached out because I think he had seen my name somewhere okay yeah well I mean what a week that is so sad. I mean, the death penalty is really, yeah. I mean, in Texas, it's just on another level. Yeah. I mean, not even in Florida, they didn't even give Nicholas Cruz the death penalty. Wild. You know, so very strange shit. And that's really sad. And I'm glad that you're going to be his friend. Yeah. Maybe ask, maybe ask him what he wants to know about. Ooh. Yeah, I think in the first message I'd said, like, here's a little bit about me. Like, what do you want to, like, what do you want to know? Just ask me anything, blah, blah, blah. And then he sent me a message that was like, hey, uh, hopefully you'll get this. My cell was just tossed, so I'm just, like, putting it back together, but I'll, like, I'll write you a proper message when I can. And I was like, okay. And then he sent me another one today, and he was like, hey, uh, I've just sent you a long message, but they take longer to come through because obviously every message that you send is, like, read by facility staff so the quick messages go through really really quickly and the longer ones take longer but like yeah i i sent him longer messages because i thought he would prefer to read something longer yeah that makes sense because yeah but we'll see you guys should fill out those old aol like (gasps) send you those chain mails where it's like what's your favorite color that is such a good idea what do you think oh Listeners of Trend Lightly, if you have a great chain mail <laughs> like questionnaire. questionnaire, please send it quote. in the privacy. <laughs> yeah, least favorite genre of music. <laughs> yeah, least favorite Jonas Brother. Well, we all know who that is, obviously. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know. He might not have, not have the news. That's true. That's true. Oh, but speaking you of prison. You could tell him about all the things. You could just tell him about what's going on. You know what I was thinking, though? He's been in jail for 10 years now. He's probably not seen a lot of memes. And you can attach, like, pictures to these messages, like, just from mm-hmm. your phone. I think I'm going to send him a bunch of memes and tell him I made them. <laughs> <laughs> you should do you should absolutely do that you should tell him you're kelsey fiona oh my god (laughs) that's really funny especially do like the millie bobby brown homophobic thing i'm like that was me i started that isn't that cool (laughs) (laughs) okay sorry let's get into some more prison news but this is slightly more optimistic yes yeah absolutely gypsy rose is getting out baby three years early she should have never served a day that was that is a, a rough rough case and do you know what though in a weird, I think she probably, mm, she kind of seemed like she needed a transitional place from the prison of her mother to the outside world. I think maybe somewhere with more support, more psychiatric support and like therapy, counseling and like, you know, some kind of, yeah, like some sort of like facility in the halfway place, I think would have been a a much more appropriate sentence for her. Like, yeah. But I remember in that dog, the mummy dead and dearest, she kind of seemed like she was like thriving in prison because it was like, well, you know, at least someone isn't pulling out my saliva glands and like shaving my head and like doing all of these horrible things to me. Like, Oh, the saliva glands. Yikes. I'm going to die. That's so, I forgot about that. That's so fucked. She's going to have problems for the rest of her life because of this. Hell like, yeah. Just. Did she's married now though, right? Oh, is she? I I believe she met a guy via mail. Oh, and got <laughs> yeah, like you. Uh oh, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be ironic if you moved to Texas? I know. To go be with this man. <laughs> but yeah, no, she's she's married. I think. Um, let me look it up. It's not in this. Usually the Daily Mail will suck the life of a, out of a piece of information. Some surprise, huh? Oh, husband, Ryan Scott Anderson. Here's everything we know. He's from Lake Charles, Louisiana. They got married in July 2022. It's not clear how they met or what he does for a living. Okay. <laughs> it's really a lot of thin information here. Well, I mean... And some, like, obviously good for her, but also at the same time, like, I don't know, man. I think that girl needs, like, a, a lot of, a lot of, it's going to take a long time for her to heal. She needs a lot of love and support. I hope this person is equipped to deal with with that and is able to kind of support her uh, in her release. I'm going to say almost definitely not, but mm-hmm. I hope they make it work. Yeah. I, I just hope for her happiness, whatever that may be, you know? But yeah, I mean, good thing the guy who did it is gonna be in jail for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. He deserves to be in there. And I'm not good, John. Fan of the yeah. carceral system. So this one is a real L for America. <laughs> this next story, 
and a W for your country. But so like a bunch of students basically like zoned their apartment in New York to be a fake restaurant called Miron Steakhouse. And it, they Miron's like their roommate. And so they basically just kept like yelping it for like years and like having people believe that this was a five-star restaurant that no one could get a reservation to. So finally the reservations open up. A bunch of people had been on the list for a long time. Very wealthy people were get got they got a call basically saying like, you know, yeah, you you finally have a reservation. So they like I believe it was in a photo studio or something. That space seemed like mm, like warehousey. Like, but also it had a wall like you would see at like a like a sort of photo production place. Uh huh in it so they they rented this big room and they cooked a meal that looked okay you know it was like steak and potatoes and they did multiple courses or whatever and i guess this new york times reporter who went sort of said that it was a mixed bag of what people thought most people were kind of having fun with it but there was definitely some you know sort of like new york society people that were very upset that this restaurant that they'd waited for for years was run by a bunch of college kids Mm. so it was a one night only sort of prank idea and it just was going around as something that was you know like sort of inventive and fun right so then i see that video is uh, stitched with this chick who like kind of is exposing the whole thing Um, i'm gonna play the video of it on Saturday night, I got the toughest dinner reservation in New York. Miron Steakhouse is the top-rated steak. If you didn't check out the original post, definitely do. It's just about trust fund kids who rented out an extremely expensive event space to create a fake restaurant. Now, if you hear this idea and think to yourself, wow, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it's because they ripped off the idea. The original concept was in England. It was called The Shed, and it was basically building hype around a fake restaurant that never existed. Once they got so many reservations for a year or so, they made a restaurant in a shed and did so many funny quirky things that only like Michelin star places would get away with and it was comedic gold. So naturally the trust fund kids wait a few years and then rip off the idea entirely and the New York Times covered it. PSA to all these trust fund kids running around here in New York. Get a little closer, okay? Okay. Get a fucking hobby and a clue. You guys are so mediocre. It hurts. <laughs> I love a get a hobby and a clue. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Well, yeah. So, like, do you remember this going on? I do. I remember the original shared because I loved it. It was this vice journalist called Uber Butler who used to write fake TripAdvisor reviews or fake restaurant reviews for like, you know, a couple of quid a piece to help boost restaurant ratings. That was like his first ever writing gig. And he realized that it was really easy to be able to game the system. And so he made this really fun, satirical, I don't know if you can even call it like a, like art piece, but like he just was trolling on another level and started getting his mates to uh, to, to do exactly the same thing as uh, these kids did in New York to write fake reviews. And they did it over a long period of time. And 
he had sort of certain talking points that he wanted to make sure that they they hit because then there would be some consistency kind of. He did these really funny photos where he would do like almost fine dining sort of like molecular gastronomy style photography, but it would be stuff that was inedible. So he would take like, you know, those little um, dissolving cakes that like you put into like a toilet system that like uh-huh. fizz. So he would take like one of those and like cover it and stuff and say it was like a scallop. And then he took a picture of his foot with like some pepper on it, like really up close and said it was like ham hock. <laughs> and and then he like designed this fake website that had um this thing that just said, we don't have menus, but we do have moods. And it was like, like, comfort and that they were talking about how the food would be served in these like bowls made of Egyptian cotton and like so outrageous and so over the top and just like very jokey and funny but like you know fully committing to the bit and then yeah he did um he ran this restaurant for one night only in his back garden because he was living basically in this shed at the bottom of a garden like that was And I think, well, it was, it was like a summer house, let's say that, you know, sort of like a one room, whatever. And then when he was doing the food for people, he was doing, um, just like shit that you could buy, I guess in the pound shop or like dollar store there. So, you know, those like cup soups that you just add hot water to, like he was serving those up in like mugs and like microwavable lasagnas and shit like that. So it was like, you know, they went in. Yeah. You should ask your guy about prison about his favorite prison food. Oh, that was the first thing I asked. <laughs> oh, you did. I just said, "What kind of snacks do you have? Like, what's the food like? Like, what's your favorite thing from commissary?" <laughs> oh my god. Okay, good. Thank God. Will you share those? <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. And then, and then I'm gonna fill if, and then I'm gonna top up his commissary so he can buy some snacks. You? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We should do a uh, if anyone wants to do that chip in for snacks type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Snacks for Harlem. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry I kind of cut you off. I mean, because I did I didn't mean to. I just got excited about snacks. <laughs> like ramen. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a long two weeks. But that's hilarious. Yeah. Very witty, I I thought. And like there was lots of funny little quirks in it. Like the joke just was pretty consistent throughout the whole troll for want of a better word and he'd done other stuff that I thought was really funny like he did um a a thing where he took this like from a market stall there was like you know you get those like fake brands that like will be sold like in street markets and stuff that are like they're supposed to sound really prestigious yes and I think he found this these jeans that were being sold by this market store like market trader in Camden they were called like Sergio like Falcone or something, you know, like Sergio Falcone, something like that. And um, he took them to fashion week and did like a full photo shoot and then pretended to be this like designer um, and like get like clout and hype. And I think his whole thing was about kind of pricking the bubble of like, of pomposity for want of a better word, just kind of poking fun at it. So like he has a precedent for doing this the shed was five years ago and I would argue that quite a lot of people on YouTube in particular that South African guy I forget his name Josh Peters follows the form of Ubar Butler's videos that he kind of started doing in this style so he kind of sparked a bit of a genre the Moran Steakhouse I feel it doesn't have the same level of like wit no. and silliness 
It doesn't. I mean, it goes uh, to me. It goes as far as naming it after their yeah. roommate. Yeah. But you know, here's my deal. I don't know how anyone could go and not find that funny. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't imagine having a bad attitude about that because I, I, it would just it would. Yeah, it would be hilarious to me, even if I wasn't thinking about in the meta about how stupid it was that someone would wait for two years for a place that no one's ever really there's I mean, like I I I, maybe I wouldn't understand that in the moment, but I genuinely think that'd be like the funniest thing. Yes, I totally agree. I think it holds a bit of a mirror up to you, the consumer. Like if you're a very serious person who takes yourself very seriously, the idea that you've been duped is probably such an affront to your ego that you can't find the funny in it. But if you're like, oh yeah, no, I am kind of a bit of a wanker. Like I, I get it. Like good, funny. You got like you got me. Yeah. No, no that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. But you know. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. We're not assholes, Tiffany. That's true. We're really not. We try not to be. BTW, I meant to say, my one of my other friends I saw yesterday, Nikki, she had a pretty slamming fake Louis Vuitton. She <sighs> revealed to me that it was a it was a, like a high quality knockoff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Tiffany loves that. Mm-hmm. I have to tell Tiffany. It was oh. like yeah. yeah, yeah, it was like two fifty or something. She paid for it, so it's like you know, obviously a pretty decent knockoff. And it was, I thought it was great. I was like, it looks, you know, it looks like you wear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's actually like there's some bubbling sk- stuff going on in the rap community about um, a clan of people who are known as the Lindashians. Oh, and it's like a family. Um, who all sell various reps through like Reddit and like WhatsApp channels and all the rest of this kind of stuff, who were known for being like the top tier. And then when rep ladies went down and they had to close the subreddit because there was too much heat, probably because of us talking about it, probably. Oh, yeah. 
the, the the whole thing was like destabilized a bit like what happened with x right like everyone scurries to their various different places and platforms and the checks and balances aren't there anymore and sure. apparently the lindashians have been pulling bait and switch scams by like taking money for say like a high quality top tier rep like the chanel bag reps can run you up to like 800 dollars for a rep because they're like mm -hmm you know, immaculate. So like sending, taking the money for that, sending the picture and then sending you some fucking DH gate shit. Oh, that's so fucked. I know, but it's like, oh, but what are you gonna do? Tell the police? <laughs> well, exactly. That's also what I expect like happens a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure there's people that are honorable, but in a business of selling high-end fake bags, there's gotta be some scammers. Mm-hmm. So Tiff, you mm. narrowly dodged a bullet last week, and it was <laughs> while we were recording that this news broke. So, you know, you have had a week to sit with this and, and think about it. But Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, what do you think? Do you think they're fucking? I think she's doing a very good job of letting us know that they are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> so she was out last night with Blake Lively, Sophie Turner, and the very controversial Brittany Mahomes Ooh. in New York because they, um, you know, they're playing a game. The Chiefs are playing a game in New York right now. She's not there today. In fact, this week, Travis Kelsey's mom is sitting with Jake from State Farm. Uh -huh. That's That was just like what broke before we started. But yeah, uh, they are, I you know, this is my theory. They were hanging out before the game like this that was not the first time they met i think that they might be fucking but she could also be i don't i don't know i don't think she has any reason to like she's the biggest musician in the world right now like she can absolutely you know i don't know fuck this guy and not worry about her like being like screwed over by him mm -hmm. like he, he probably does cheat <laughs> like a lot of athletes do so right. I don't know. I don't know why if she's why she'd be holding out, but that's been a conversation amongst some of um even the grownest Swifties I know. But yeah, so they were at the game together. Did you see that he was wearing a white and blue jean set after the game that was very like 1989 colors? <gasps> I well I did I did see where he's wearing that, but I didn't make the association. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely the talk of, I don't know, my lame universe. But then the brand very quickly, like right as the pictures came out, relabeled the jean set as the 1989 set. Oh. And then I just noticed today that they had actually changed the name back to what it was before, which is like Dino bedroom painting. Oh. So, yeah, that's um I was like she definitely sicked her lawyers on them for that. <laughs> yes. I was going to say they took that down real quick. Because she also wouldn't license her let her music be played at the NFL game. Her team turned it down because they didn't they felt that it would be she doesn't give up her money if it or give up her music if she thinks that it's being used to like allude to her personal or private life. Mhm. Mm so, okay, that's interesting. People are also saying that the way that he approached her to date 
was very strange because like she didn't she he had like he put his phone number on a friendship bracelet and wanted to give it to Taylor before the show or after the show but she doesn't do any meet and greet which is also like not true I <laughs> think Mm-hmm. But she was allegedly on vocal rest and didn't meet him that day. So this was something that he started to talk about. He's being accused of clout chasing a lot for this as well. But there's CNN actually put out an opinion piece this week called the Taylor Swift slash Travis Kelsey narrative has a dark side. Basically saying that like it's endorsing stalking behavior okay. by publicly repeatedly commenting that you want like are interested in someone after they allegedly hadn't reached out mm-hmm. 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 i agree and also like the nfl has been talking about her constant like all the you know commentators and stuff it just was like a constant topic of conversation in the nfl world which brings up this sort of thing that I don't know. I I haven't heard too many people say this, but it does feel a little bit like this is all an ad for the NFL. Yeah. There's something also slightly like retro about all of this because it's, (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about how much of a, um, how much of a storm it was when Victoria started dating David Beckham. And of course, Spice Girls, biggest thing on the planet. Yeah, football, a game that people play, put them together and what have you got? And um, yeah, and I think there, there used to be uh, football fans that would like chant on <laughs> chant uh, when David Beckham was playing, Victoria takes it up the ass. <laughs> God, that happened? Yes. And I'm only laughing because she was the one who told the story with and, and was laughing about it. But um. But yeah, and I was like, God, we there was a moment there where the pop star football player dynamic was really it was really happening. And then we haven't had it like a big one for ages. No, I mean like the the American version that I could also think of, but this it was more negative, was Jessica Simpson got it really badly when she was dating Tony Romo because oh. I think he start, started to have a little bit of a streak or something, or the tabloids were spinning the narrative that Whenever she went to a game, they lost. Oh. And the same thing happened with not a pop star, but Chloe and Lamar. Yeah, very true. It couldn't possibly be the man whose job it is to put the ball in the goal or whatever they do. No, I know. I uh, my friend made T-shirts at the time that said Chloe don't <laughs> Chloe don't ruin the legacy. <gasps> And I have like a big blanket that I commissioned that's made out of all my old t-shirts and that's in there. So a little piece of history, you know, but yeah, I was very, I was, I was very fascinated. I was very fascinated by sort of how everyone thinks that this is good. Like no one is the only people who are upset about it are truly the people that get upset about anything Taylor Swift does. Mm -hmm. And the NFL is just like running with it like crazy. Did you see the seemingly ranch tweet? Was that to do with a, oh, well, I did. I saw something that was a list of instructions that had been written for Taylor, but I don't, I think that was slightly different when she attended the game. That was like, it, I don't know. There was a piece of paper that was like, it, like he's in a red jersey. <laughs> it was like some shit. Like oh that. yeah. Like some memes. <laughs> I know some girls like pass that around. And I think even like the, the stadium 
had to send a confirmation that that wasn't really her writing. Okay. That wasn't really – she has – I mean, she has kind of famous handwriting too. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay. But the seemingly ranch thing was – there's this account that I, I follow called like the Eras Tour. And it's a fan that wanted to start an updates page when the Eras Tour first kicked off. And like they've gotten some really good traction. But one of the things that they posted was a picture of Taylor Swift with a fan in the suite with this family. And she has a single piece of chicken, like a little kind of it's a chicken strip, but you can, you know, there's always like one demented one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a weird shape. So she has that and it says Taylor Swift is eating a piece of chicken with ketchup and seemingly ranch. But it like, so of course, you know, this is a non-American, right? That because like they, they wind up doing an interview with like Buzzfeed where they talk about it or pop crave talking about how, you know, they are a little concerned about all these big brands like moving forward and making products off of their tweet because Mm -hmm. There's like two different, like Heinz is releasing a limited edition Seemingly Ranch. There's like also Primal Kitchen, which was one of the options I was looking at before my terrible diet. They have, they have this. You know, I got to say, I got to be honest with you. I was a little disappointed to find out that Taylor's a ranch girl. I brought this up though to say that like the person who wrote this tweet has never tried ranch in their entire life. Which is like... They don't give away their location, location, but I'm like, that person's in Belgium or something. For sure. Can I say in this picture as well of Taylor with the chicken piece, she looks like a cute little Hooters girl. Like, oh, <laughs> you're so right. Because <laughs> I so saw right. it small and then I opened because I was like, oh, I thought there was a picture of Taylor at Hooters. So I didn't see the chicken. And then I was like, oh, no, no, it's I thought she like was Lana Del Reying it at like Waffle House. No, she um she did wear the full thing. She even had new sneakers, like new New Balance sneakers that are like the same color as they're black and red. And Committing. I was like, damn, like you are like fucking in this, dude. So <laughs> the dialogue continues. I saw a couple days ago that according to Miles Clee, who is a writer I follow on Twitter, X is running NFL ads on white supremacist accounts, including one that featured a video interview in which a guest calls for Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey to be hanged for endorsing the COVID-19 vaccine. The league has demanded X address the problem. Jesus Christ. So it is interesting where it's like the league is doing half of the PR and then like there's obviously Taylor's rap who like will speak to et or whatever as a source oh something's burning oh outside it smells like rubber huh uh, oh not my problem oh. <laughs> shit let's keep an eye on that yeah oh i hope i think my neighbor's probably barbecuing or something but yeah so yeah i do i saw this was on fox today and I wanted to play this clip because this guy is just like, you know, they have to pick something to complain about to be on the other side. Right. And they're upset that Travis Kelsey has endorsed Budweiser. Mm-hmm. And they're upset because he did a commercial for Pfizer. But also they're passing around that clip of Taylor Swift saying that she wanted to like stand up against Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So that was like, you know, this is all going around where. 
a person who was once considered a Nazi sweetheart, Taylor <laughs> Swift, <laughs> is now being accused of being this, like, you know, blue-haired lib. So this is the Fox News talking point from today. Here you have Taylor Swift, probably just met Travis Kelsey's mom for the first time. They're at the game last week, and she's going, let's effing go, well, no, right in but, front of her. But Travis Kelsey said that everybody in the booth that she was sitting in, all her, his family, uh, everybody said that she was so lovely. Lovely, so, until, I'm sorry, if I heard that, and, and my son was dating a girl who has a mouth like a teamster, that's whoa. it. Either way, this couple's no already more annoying. No so mm. yeah well did you uh, <laughs> off the back of this did you see what trump said about the romance no he said <laughs> he's so funny when he's not allowed to do anything like harmful yeah oh no he's really he is like he's a, very like a funny comedian of yeah. our time in some ways but he's also a terrible a terrible person just yeah. the worst just absolutely the worst person he said i hope they enjoy their life maybe together maybe not most likely not. <laughs> He's so cunty about I know. Like, his, I know. <laughs> He's so cunty about like his weird celebrity faves. Like he, he, yeah, yeah. Like Kristen and Robert and then Katie and Russell he took issue with as well. Yeah. But it is funny when he weighs in on stuff like that. It's been a while. So yeah, this is all this is all a big thing. And you know, do you remember Patrick Mahomes was like sort of in our universe? Maybe we even talked about it earlier this year because his younger brother like assaulted a waitress. Oh, this is ringing a bit of a bell. And it was like, so like his brother has been trying to beat these gay allegations for a long time. Because he and Brittany are considered very obnoxious. He's always posting TikTok dancing videos in the suite. And just, you know, I, th I thought that it won I did think he was openly gay. I didn't know. But like he sort of, he grabbed this waitress. I think she was like a 40-year-old woman even at, oh. at this um, restaurant and like planted a kiss on her. And it, it kind of felt almost like... He had something to prove. Mm. So it'll be interesting because like now that she hit it off with Brittany Mahomes, I mean, that's that's very interesting because I, you know, I think that she obviously gets a bad rap, but she um, is also known for being like borderline obnoxious. Like I think she and the brother who sexually assaulted a chick they were like spilling champagne on fans or something last year. Like they were pouring it out from the box, like when when he won or something. Mm. And it was just very so. It'll be interesting because Britney's controversial. Maybe they're trading stories of how to find, attract, and keep a good beard. Yeah, maybe <laughs> <laughs> that could be true. But yeah. So, do you want to get into the Julia Fox potential? Line? I do. Oh, quickly, last Taylor thing. Taylor in AMC, did you see that apparently Beyonce is also negotiating? Mm -hmm. That'll be fun for everyone that is in North America. I and need fuck to... the rest of us. Just literally fuck the rest of us. No, it's going like uh, Taylor's release is worldwide. Okay. But like, so, uh, with like a partner theater, I guess. Yeah. So there's a chance that Beyonce's will also be. I can't imagine it wouldn't if that's like their new model they're doing. But. Mm. 
yeah, no, I, I really need them to pull me out of that hole, you know? Mm-hmm. So hopefully it'll happen. Do you yeah. still hold, are you still holding yours? The hole? Oh, no. Mm, no, a couple, a few. But I mean, like, obviously there was the share split. And so I hold a lot fewer than I did a while ago. Dude, I realized I'm holding fucking 10. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at, somewhere like that. Yeah. Like what? Yeah, it's wild. Is that even legal? It is. It's just very sad for us. It is sad. You know, I believed. I believed. My chicken tenders will come someday. I know. I believe that too. Maybe we can start. I mean, I think I sent you that thing about people funding Smiley Pirates. Maybe we can get into that instead. That seems like a, a safe bet. Yeah, that's good. Okay, well... Yeah, we will be rich. <laughs> this was kind of dark. So Julia Fox, it's called like circling the drain or something. Mm. Yes, there was a a blind item in a in a newsletter that went out to Dumois that was about the memoir of an NYC it girl. Isn't Julia's book coming out really soon? Yeah. I got actually a notification from Amazon to tell me that a book that I ordered was coming soon. Yeah. And I was like, oh, holy shit. And so the blind item reads, hi, do I've been sitting on this tea for a couple of months, but since she's back in the news, I figured I would share this tea with you. Over the summer, I interned for a publishing agent and a draft of a highly anticipated memoir ended up in my inbox. I read it all in one sitting because it was surprisingly really good, even though I'm sure most people will only care about reading about the disgraced rapper. And boy, is the tea hot. She went back and forth with legal about how much she could share without getting sued, but let's just say that there most definitely was some intercourse. However, it was not consensual. It was hard to read and even harder to put down. I hope she left that part in so the public can know the truth about him. Yeah, that's yikes on bikes. Yikes on bikes. I don't love uh, boy is the tea hot and then some sort of sexual assault allegation yeah that's not where i saw it going it was like a real weapon for me now i do think that this could be a lie just generally speaking as it is like a blind item and i think dumois is like not super discriminating about what she posts Mm -hmm. and like there has been like full-blown fan fiction posted to the account Mm -hmm. before but yeah this would be surprising and very sad if the, if this is the case she's always maintained that they didn't have sex but if it wasn't consensual then that's not sex right exactly she there, there's probably some maybe deliberate uh, evasiveness with the words the funny thing is like I always used to think of Kanye as quite asexual but then when I sort of cataloged a bunch of things that I'd heard or read about him and then this latest kind of his behavior with his wife Bianca it paints quite like a dark sexual picture of him do you remember there was he's a porn addict he is I mean he totally is people this is I don't mean to get on my fucking soapbox again about this and I'm really not one of those like big anti- porn people like that's not in fact i feel very much the opposite in some ways but i also think that like it's when it's an addiction it's really a problem Mm -hmm. because it's like how can you stop someone especially a man from Mm -hmm. thinking about sex very frequently so i i don't 
I, I just, I think that whenever you get to that, you can get to dehumanization pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, that's like the whole nature of it. Someone down here, like one of the last comments on the FOMWA Reddit is, this is obviously fake because as anyone who's worked in publishing for 10 minutes would know, nobody sends out fully drafted memoirs, especially when you're a celebrity. You get an agent first with your proposal and then you work through it with them and they pitch them to publishers after which you write. Why is a random agent getting a draft and then going around debating in-house legal at a literary agency about what to about what to do with it? Why is a summer intern reading agent inboxes? Mm. Well, I think I think it makes sense that a summer intern would be reading like things that are in the inbox. Absolutely. Hundo P. Also, like shit is uh shit is not as locked down as one would imagine. I got some really interesting inside tea about what's going on at Channel 4 at the moment. Ooh. A friend is working on uh something there and was saying that the the Channel 4 are kind of in a really in heavy preservation mode at the moment. Well, Channel 4 themselves, not so much, but their legal is apparently heavily kind of buckling down and potentially weathering, getting ready to weather a storm, re-Russell brand. They're like yeah. being especially cautious to the point where it's um, it's affecting like work that's being actively worked on and commissioned. So yeah, and that was mentioned to me so fucking casually. So I don't know, leak, things happen, leaks happen. People poke around. Sometimes you have access to shit that you shouldn't have access to. Absolutely. I mean, like, and also most summer interns, like that's your, your, your email surfing all day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't think it's that wild of a I don't leak, think so. But yeah, I hope this isn't true. And this would be very damning. Yeah. This turned out to be, if this has any credence to it so i also think that if it if this is the case i feel immediately very protective of julia because if this does come out and this accusation is made then oh yeah his fan base are going to be absolutely horrific towards her oh yeah and no absolutely 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 and the only thing i have on team we might not, this might not be the case. We might not hear this is I know that she was protective of Kim Mm -hmm. in some ways. And I feel like this is something, I don't know, for some reason it would be, it it is totally like, it's totally fine. Of course, if, if this for Julia to speak her story, right. If this is the case, but I also feel like there's something about her where she'd be like, yeah, but like he has kids you know, sort of thing. I feel like she could, she also might have that side to her or something. Mm-hmm. Is, I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I was just thinking for a second about how much I would love to see an unfiltered sit down between Julia and Kim. I mean, I know we'll never have it, but like, can you imagine? I actually wouldn't even say we'll never have it. Oh, really? I don't know. I just can see something like that happening. I would die. I think it would like truly break the internet. Yeah, it would die. I mean, like, 
obviously depending on what they spoke about i don't think they're gonna sit there and be like he has a little dick or something like i (laughs) (laughs) which i think really would break the internet i think it would probably be more of a polite conversation so it will rock our side of the internet but yeah i'd put amber in the mix too because i think she's a little buck so she might stir some shit up i'd have amber kim and julia sit down yeah even if we just got amber and julia that'd be amazing oh that'd be sick they have to know each other. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I am looking forward to reading our book. And I, for a variety of reasons, I hope that this isn't true. And that this same. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about Marilyn Manson. <gasps> so, <clears throat> another little horrible nugget. Marilyn Manson has settled his second sexual assault case this year. I think initially there were 12 women who had made accusations or over they said it was over a dozen including Evan Rachel Wood and our friend from Game of Thrones but this is a an out-of-court settlement that happened just before he was due to go to trial so he's had a really interesting year legally he tried to sue Evan Rachel Wood for defamation and really luckily that case was kicked out I'm sure his good mate Johnny Depp was giving him some pointers on how to silence people you've assaulted in the past, but luckily the judge wasn't having any of it, so that was kicked out. At the start of the year, he had to pay a settlement to Esme Bianco, who was the Game of Thrones actress. Yes. I'm not entirely sure there aren't any details about what that was. And then there was this case that was due to come up with a Jane Doe, and days away from the trial you know beginning he settled out of court so what she said is that she was planning on going to trial but she had like basically decided that it wasn't worth it so the statement is i was fully prepared for trial and never in a million years thought i would settle but over the past two and a half years i've silently endured threats bullying harassment and various forms of intimidation that have intensified over the past few weeks Marilyn Manson attended my deposition and I was forced to answer seven hours of aggressive questioning with him staring at me from across the table. I've been told that this almost never happens as it's cruel and the main reason for it would be to intimidate and inflict emotional distress on a victim. Yeah, that seems illegal. Fucked up. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Seven hours. Uh, I never cared about money and only ever wanted justice, but if we had gone to trial, I could have lost my right to anonymity and have been victim blamed on a large and public scale. Most importantly, I could have risked losing the freedom to tell my story, and that is worth more than anything in the world. So yeah, the the actual dollar amount is is not uh, been published. Um, his lawyer said, Brian is pleased that just as previous lawsuits were abandoned without payment or settled for pennies on the dollar, this plaintiff has now agreed to drop her suit in exchange for an insurance payment representing a fraction of her demands and far less than the cost of Brian of proceeding to trial. I love how the attorney says that as if that's some sort of victory and actually doesn't speak to how intimidating and grotesque he's being to these women that they would accept uh they wouldn't have their day in court that they would accept a really paltry monetary sum just to make this fucking thing stop yeah no that's really bad and it's giving um did you see camille vasquez this week um admitted in an interview that she so this is this is what's crazy. She admitted that they people misquoted it at first that she went into the bathrooms 
Amber's, like Amber's team's bathrooms and sprayed Johnny Depp's cologne. But then it was corrected that she actually had done that in the deposition room and behind like a glass panel where she would be forced to smell like like basically be isolated and forced to smell this and her her young daughter was in the room at the time that's her that's fucking disgusting like that i feel like that's illegal it gives me chills it gives me chills that vasquez would with her full pussy be able to walk with her head held high after doing such shady shit in full view and people think she's some sort of hero she's a fucking monster like that's like re-traumatizing a a victim it's disgusting i literally i don't get it i it seems like the thing that drives me so nuts about her is how smug she always looks Mm -hmm. and smugness is just never a great quality on anyone but it's like in in this in this particular case it's like you have contributed in such a damaging way to like the dialogue around women period uh-huh like just anytime someone does something that is remotely possibly unlikable it's like you know oh it's the new amber heard and like i even hear i saw like fucking joey lawrence you know do you you remember joey lawrence from blossom Mm -hmm. whoa you know him Mm -hmm. he was uh he does a podcast with his brothers and they've made like a few amber heard jokes and then jeff the guy from the vlog squad who got his face bashed in by david said that he compared that this that the lawsuit between them will be like Depp versus heard and i just don't know if people get i don't know if people well, the Joey Lawrence thing was just full-blown disgusting. But I'm mm-hmm. like, Jeff, do you understand what that means? Mm-hmm. It's it's just, um, yeah, what a stain on our society that I that know. happened. And now we're seeing, we're seeing the knock-on effect. Like Manson really, truly thought that he could go after someone that was too afraid to say his name for many years. Because I think one of the things in um, Phoenix Rising is that uh, Evan and Ilma Gore, who I think were in a relationship at the time, are they look really paranoid the entire time in that documentary in their home. And Evan looks very fearful and eventually kind of takes her kid and goes out to a place where, you know, she doesn't think, you know, it's not in the city where she thinks that people don't really like know about so that she can have some sort of safety. And I know that like her and Jamie Bell had a lot of disagreements about custody, but like she seemed fucking terrified about even the prospect of speaking out. And I don't think she seemed terrified about her reputation. I don't think that was that, that didn't seem to me like what she was in fear of. It seemed like she felt like she was genuinely in fear of like her life and her safety. Yeah. Because I think in her statement to court, when she was trying to get an extension on uh, how long you could go before statute of limitations runs out on domestic violence. She had talked about being so afraid to leave because she just thought that something terrible would happen to her friends and family. Yeah. Because he would threaten her really directly with saying like, I know some really bad people. So Uh, one of the interesting things about him is that he's chosen so many like famous women to abuse. Yeah. Because it feels like, you know, it just, it's like, normally if you're going to victimize someone, it would seem like you would go for someone who is like easier to silence or something. But mm-hmm. it's like, he, he must have really gotten off on 
like making these very powerful women afraid of him. Right. But can you imagine though, if that's what he's doing to these powerful women, we know from his own confessions in his own book, what he was doing to fans Mm -hmm. who have got like no, like no channel to speak out on, no like leg to stand on in that capacity. They don't have any power. I don't know. Blood run cold. He's alive. Like with the amount of drugs that he does, like I don't know how he stays alive. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Same with Johnny Depp. I mean, birds of a feather. Show the physical ramifications of it, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm like surprised by their mortality. Truthfully, true. So, tell me about Elon. Oh, (laughs) don't worry, guys. It's going to be a very brief spot. No, and by the way, we did, yeah, we did. I thought if we move it to the middle of the episode, maybe even people will feel like we talk about it less. (laughs) Yes. So one of the worst photos that's ever been taken of a human being dropped Mm -hmm. this week. (laughs) I was so gleeful to send that to you. I, 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 it was such a gift. I've never been happier, truly. It was uh, delightful. I'm going to, I'm going to have it open. It seems like something that would be passed around in a chain email and be like, if you don't forward this to 15 friends by midnight, (laughs) this tech billionaire is going to be masturbating at the end of your bed. (laughs) This like haunting ghost of a man with a scraggly beard. It's a, it's a terrible picture. He has like a red ear. He's wearing a cowboy hat. He has a very weak chin, which I always feel like I never I, noticed that it's it's such a weak chin, and I am a weak chinned bitch. Trust me, like I have filler no. in my chin, and I that's why I can say I'm one of the weak chinned community. <laughs> see, I I don't think I have a very prominent chin myself, but I've never seen a side profile like this before, and I don't think I ever realized that he truly. Like, first of all, his posture is insane. Yeah. It's, like, it looks it like a Discord me- fucking mod. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, his whole look here is like definitely Reddit admin at least. Hundo like, pay. And everything. Like, <laughs> looks, it's not like a pork pie hat. It's a cowboy hat. But it's a very – has a very interesting brim to it. Yeah, he looks like a very strange man. He does look like a very strange man. The reason he was in – Eagle Pass in Texas was that he went down to have a little visit along the border because uh, he decided, I guess, that it's really important for him to stick his beak in about immigration. I don't know why anybody would want to listen to a South African billionaire immigrant, the richest man in the world, what his take on immigration would be. 100% the fact that he's also an immigrant and like his finding his way over here it, it just has worked out for him because he is so wealthy and mm-hmm. so flashy in the media and every like that that's like the main difference mm-hmm. i'm glad that he found his pathway to citizenship but it doesn't mean you can kick the ladder out from under you so yeah i mean he's decided that he thinks that building the wall is a good idea again i guess he's starting to get excited about that no one really cares what he thinks I don't care what he thinks about anything honestly I'm like Elon you do not have a good track record your cars blow up you like wiped 90% of the market value of a company in less than a year and you make brain chips that kill 
the animals that they're put into. Like, why do we need your opinion on immigration? When are you going to fix that? How you fix everything else? I don't think so, bro. Did you hear that they're going to start? Did we? Did you tell me this or did I read it on my own that they're going to start putting those brain chips in quadriplegics? Fuck off. That is like so horrific. Yeah, it it's like absolutely horrific. Jesus like, Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think they're going to surprise them with it. But <laughs> I think it's incredibly negligent well, and um, yeah. medically really cruel. Yes, it is. It's like, oh my God, this is some shit you would read about in like a CIA like document leak 50 years after the fact. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah. horrible. Oh my God. I wonder if they are going to be people, quadriplegics, who are with like functioning, with like fully functioning brains, or if it's going to be people who might be, you know, like have had some serious brain damage along with whatever. I That's typically- Like if you're in a vegetative state? You, you don't you don't become a quadriplegic in a good way. You right, know what I mean? So right. a lot of people get like severe brain damage as well. Right. Maybe not and aren't like in a coma state or something, but potentially, you know, living a very low quality of life basically. I mean, Jesus, he's into eugenics and like what like – now he's going to commit some sort of like – genocide on people yeah that's horrible mm-hmm. i put this clip in i wonder if we should play it. it's kind of short it's only like 30 seconds but zaku is my new f- favorite of the horrible billionaires i guess which is so fucked because i hate him so much i know i hate him but at least he has like a a strange charm to him i guess he does i mean like if i had to categorize the like the big the big five for one of a better word. <laughs> I would put Zuck at number one because he of his cage fighting and sweet baby rays and smoked meats. Mm-hmm. I would put Bezos maybe at number two because I like when he I, I like that he likes alive girls and I like when he got a bunch of Botox and filler and he looked like a stretched balloon. That was my fave. And I like Amazon. Like mo- most yeah. of these well, like I don't use their product. So right. I like, you know, his most successful thing at this point, I think, is Instagram, right? And I, I hate that shit. So. Right. Right. That's true. Amazon, I I love my Kindle. I love Audible. So there's, there's, there's things to like about it. I mean, I don't like Bezos, but, you know, there's things to like. Three, who am I putting at three? Maybe, mm, maybe Bill Gates. Yeah, Bill Gates is boring. He's just boring. He can go right there in the middle. Musk was going to go at the bottom. And oh, do you know who else I'm going to pin in as like a tech billionaire? And I know this is going to sound a bit mental, but Mohammed bin Salman al-Saud, who's the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Oh, you like him? I don't like him. I'm putting him right at the bottom. He's at number four. But I would put him in the big five because not only is he a massive investor in X, but you know that the Saudis are like major investors in Vice magazine. Really? Yeah, I saw this mad video. So Vice have just filed for bankruptcy for like probably the millionth time. And the Saudis had put a lot of money, because I know News Corp bought out a certain proportion, but then that was sold off. And anyways, the Saudis are heavily invested in Vice. 
and they have been one suppressing stories that have any kind of anti-Saudi like anything they've just set up a um, vice office in Saudi Arabia they funded a bunch of videos and projects that were supposed to kind of help reinvent the image of Saudi so there was a bunch of like I remember there was a video with this uh, British female journalist going to Saudi and she was doing like, you know, sort of it as a, oh, check out the new, like here is the new kind of oligarchs or for want of a better word of like Saudi Arabia. Anyway, fascinating. So I'll link to it. I think Navara Media did a little like one minute TikTok on it, which is all the news I need, honestly. But yeah, so his, his figures are in all of the pies and he's he's naughty and then i'm gonna put elon at number five because he's the worst he is the worst he's awful he is awful that's i had no idea about the vice thing that's crazy it's crazy it blew my mind the suppressing of the stories is mental and then also they were talking about how it that investment had really changed some of the editorial decisions that were made in particular things around the LGBTQ and like members of the community that had worked for Vice who felt very uncomfortable about this like for sure so yeah but there is a a clip that came out like Zuck did an interview where he looks Molly I'm gonna say it almost human (laughs) (laughs) wait till you see where he basically reads Elon in the most polite way possible he talks about how he was gonna buy Twitter but like it never really happened and then says he's fucking it up but he says it in a very polite way I think we should give it a little watch okay absolutely you tried to buy Twitter way back in the day, right? Like yeah. many, many years ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we had conversations. I think this was, gosh, this was like, I think when Jack was leaving the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, I get it. I mean, different entrepreneurs have different goals for what they want to do. And some people want to run their companies independently. And that's cool. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's good that there's sort of a diversity of different outcomes. But I guess Twitter was sort of plodding along for a while uh, before Elon came. And I think the rate of change in the product was pretty slow, right? So it just didn't seem like they were on the trajectory that would maximize their potential. And then with Elon coming in, I think there was certainly an opportunity to change things up, and he has, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's definitely a change agent, yeah. right? And um, and uh, it's I think it's still not clear exactly what trajectory it's on, um, but I do think he's been pretty polarizing. So I think that the the chance that it sort of reaches the the full potential on the trajectory that it's on is, I, I don't know, I, I'm, I, I'm, I guess I'm probably less optimistic or just think there's less of a chance now than there was before. <laughs> oh my God, change agent is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's so fun. I don't think I've ever heard that. You know, honestly, you're so, you're kind of right. And I'm seeing some other clips from him in this interview. And that was the most human I've ever heard him communicate. Ever. It's crazy. I think like, yeah, I think it's interesting that even with the, like, even with the layers of politeness and double speak, like that Zuck is clearly not wanting to like, you know, say something in Sendry because he is not that kind of character. Him essentially saying that like Twitter hadn't developed as a product and was not in a great place. Uh, and there's no chance of it ever coming back now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the truth, though. It is the truth. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely the truth. And I, you know, I even I'm going to push back on his sort of like, you know, they weren't growing 
fast enough thing. The thing is with Twitter is that it was perfect. It served like a perfect purpose. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's ruined now. I mean, like even like the ad thing is so true. And they're starting to like with the Taylor story about how they're running sort of ads for them to be hanged. I was seeing, I've been getting Scientology ads. Oh, I know. And they've sort of started to, I keep getting this brand Jolly Time that seems to be like sort of, I don't know, a version of like Timu or something. Do you know where mm-hmm. they sell like cheap holiday decor or whatever? And they look less like paid ads. Yeah. Like some of these really look like tweets. And I keep wondering like who keeps putting this like corny shit in my like, who am I following that keeps posting these corny <laughs> holiday things? And then I'm like, oh, it's fucking an ad. Well, it's, I mean, since the ADL essentially called on anyone with an ounce of integrity to not advertise on Twitter, and Elon was like, oh, this is like, this is so annoying. I'm going to sue the ADL. <laughs> and it's like, well, okay, uh, but they do have a point. Then they they just they don't attract any other big bucks. And then did you see uh, Linda Yaccarino, who's the MD of Twitter, was at some panel, some kind of tech panel thing, and the interviewer asked her a question on stage about Twitter going as a like full paid like subscription model, and and she didn't have a fucking clue about it. And so she's like, "Sorry, could you say that again? Say that question again?" And then the woman repeats the question. It's like, what do you think about that? And she and she's like, Elon Musk tweeted, blah, blah, blah. And she said, oh, did he say he was doing it or that he was thinking about doing it? Which I was like, listen, <laughs> Linda Yaccarino has had a very successful career up until this point working for like NBC and so on and so forth. She seems like a very accomplished woman. I wonder what it must be like to essentially be the managing director of a company behaving as if you are the executive assistant to some madcap billionaire having to respond to the whims of whatever fucking weird tweet he's done that week and like say it in public with a straight face and not look like you're absolutely like rattled and riled by it like how does it feel to be reduced down to essentially being Elon Musk's personal secretary after having such a accomplished career? Yeah. Did he oh, did he say it or did he say he was thinking about it? It's like fuck me, Linda, grow a spine, my love. Like Yeah, she's I, I don't think it's going the way he planned with with that with her. Tiffany, this Twitter thread just I saw this going viral and I just need to send it to you really quickly. I think this might be better than our next story. This is really upsetting. So it's this guy, Palash Pandey, okay? Ask Lyft. My Lyft driver drove off with my pet cat still in the car. (gasps) I was taking my cat to a vet appointment, and I was sitting behind the driver and had the cat carrier on the floor of the passenger side back seat. I got off from the driver's side door and started walking to the passenger side door to pick her up. Before I could open the door, the driver started driving. I banged on the back and the passenger window uh, on the back and the passenger windows and screamed, um, running behind him. But he drove off. I tried contacting the driver through Lyft. They were not helpful at all. You can only send three messages and call the driver three times. The driver didn't respond for about two hours, then said he didn't have her. 
I called 911, but they transferred me over to 311 and filed a report. I have not heard back from anyone else yet. I don't know what to do. The driver had stopped responding again. I don't have any way to contact him besides the app. I've offered him money for bringing her back, but he just doesn't respond. Is there anyone who can help? What else can I do? And then he includes some pictures of Tux, his cat, who's adorable. And then he sends, like, puts, like, screenshots from the Lyft app identifying the driver and, like, basically just him pleading with this guy over messages to please bring the cat back. And then he got a text or an email from, or a message from Lyft, and he said, at Ask Lyft, thank you for showing such amazing empathy and grace. The first thing that I'm concerned about right now is the $20 return fee off, off of my item. I'm never using this godforsaken app again and advise everyone else to do the same. So then he has a conversation much like my one with Ipsy. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, uh, they write, thanks for reaching out and letting us know about this. I'm sorry to hear that your cat was still in the vehicle when the driver drove off. I can only imagine the anger and sadness you're feeling right now as a cat owner myself. I've reached out to Daniel and let them know that this is an urgent situation for you. It's good to keep in mind that drivers may be unavailable while they're on the road. Also, please note that if your item is returned by the driver, you'll uh, you'll see a standard return fee of $20 for their time and effort. Thanks for your patience while we work to get you in touch with Daniel. Thanks again for reaching out to us. We appreciate you being part of the Lyft community. So then... He says, update, the driver just called me. He said multiple things. One, he called me because APD contacted him. He said he wanted to reach out to me directly to share what he knows. Two, he claims he's allergic to cats and would have canceled the ride if he knew I had a, a cat carrier. I am very doubtful. Three, he says he drove off quickly because he got startled. Four, he said that he picked up several people after me. He picked up a party of two in Lamar down, uh, down 183 right after he dropped me off. He then picked up and dropped off people in South Austin. As I said earlier, please do not dox this person publicly. I'm just sharing everything that you all have found with the police. I just want my cat back. I don't want the, uh, I don't want a trial by Reddit for anyone. I'm going to pursue this through the proper channels. Thank you for your time. You guys have restored my faith in the community. So then pictures of the pet carrier. And then he says, you know, he's tweeting Lyft and he's like, I'm trying to trace the driver's steps to find my cats. Are there any information you can share? Can you share the rough location of where the driver picked up their next passenger? Can you share my contact with the next passengers or share their contact information? He's like, maybe the next passengers took her with them for some reason. I'm grasping at straws here. Please provide any information that you can. This is so dark. I mean, he had to throw the cat out of the car. Yeah. Someone said, I used to drive Lyft. I've never had a passenger see anything in the back seat and not tell me the previous passenger left it. And I drove for over four years. There's no way his subsequent passenger didn't tell him. Right. If you get into the back of a car and there's something in there, you, you, would, say say, you would say it immediately. And then if you were a responsible human being as a driver you'd be like oh that's the person who's been trying to like ignoring the calls is like wild I, it's very troublesome it's really troubling yeah like this is he definitely dropped the cat yeah and i really hope that he left the cat intact me too i hope the cat is found tux i'm so this is like the worst thing i've ever read oh my god this is horrific yeah. You would just be so fucking distraught. Like, 
Holy shit. Mm. I, I hope to God he gets this cat. Because even if you were the passenger and you were like, oh, I, I'm going to take this cat, you would say something <laughs> like to the driver. I don't know. It's also No, so I mean, this dodgy. happens like, I mean, not a cat, but like, I, I, I'm like, I'm stunned, first of all. This is way more interesting than the SZA story, but we have to get this out there, dude. 100%. Austin. I know a lot of people in Austin. This is in Texas, you guys. So if you see this, please, yeah, let's let's find this fucking cat. This is unbelievable. I think they should fucking dox the guy. Sorry. <laughs> I think they should. I think that this needs – I do think they should dox the driver and that they – like, this is insane. The cat was on the way to the vets too. Like that's that makes me feel so anxious. I know. Like a sick cat. Oh yeah. I can't I'm like in disbelief right now. Yeah. Wow, this is the worst thing that we've yeah, this is the worst thing that has happened mid episode. Well, I'm yeah, this is fucked. Let's find this goddamn cat. Let's find the cat. Do you want a palate cleanser? Yeah, let's wrap this up with the Kardashians. A really pleasant clip, yes. So there is a there is a clip going around at the moment of the latest episode of uh, the Kardashians, in which Kim and Courtney have a heated conversation on a phone, which feels very raw, very emotional, and very real, and almost almost pulled me back into watching it because it felt like retro vintage, like good old fashioned reality, <laughs> as opposed to whatever the hell they've been doing the last few years that has been not very entertaining. And that was a, a wild fight uh, for many reasons. And people are on various sides and that's fine. But more interestingly... <laughs> well, wait, we do have to talk about this a little bit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's do that. Not Courtney. Like, so basically Kim is like telling Courtney, like, You're, you've changed. Which I have two thoughts about, mm. but one of my main ones is like, this is absolutely the kind of like psycho shit that some people pull sometimes by just like making you feel parent. I've had this done to me by someone who was like more powerful than me. And it is, it's really sick shit to have someone like doubting their reality. Mm -hmm. But apparently they, like Courtney's friends have all said that she's changed. And so they started a group chat called Not Courtney, where they all like all of them talk and like try and figure out what to tell the rest of the family. And she said that her kids have come to her, that Courtney's kids have been going to her and being like, mom's changed. Like, it's just crazy. It's really fun. Like, it's it's funny to watch because like. I watched it a couple of times and had a, like slightly different readings like each time. And the one that really stuck out to me is that like Kim is really very surgical with what she says to Courtney in this like very measured way, like a surgical and really hurtful mm -hmm. in the sort of like the really casual way she'll mention these things that she knows are going to be painful for her. Like, it doesn't mean that they're doesn't mean they're not true i'm sure as all kids do they shit talk about their parents to aunties whoever else it might be like you know absolutely which is like totally normal for your 
for somebody to go back and then tell you that like and weaponize that information in a way that is like designed to hurt was really uncomfortable actually because it just felt it just was very clear what Kim was doing it just felt really naked and just nasty just a bit actually nasty is not the word I mean cruel it felt a, bit, a, a little cruel telling her that her friends have got a group chat about her you know she wasn't saying it with a nasty tone of voice nothing like that it was sort of being delivered as if this was like information important information and it wasn't it was designed like to hurt to, like, yeah you need to know this because mm -hmm. and, and that's like really it is really fucked and um Courtney posted you know on her Instagram story, a group of her friends and said like, I'm soft launching the not Courtney, like group chat or whatever. Yes, and Courtney. Like, yes, <laughs> Courtney group chat. And so people are saying like, so this is, this is a bullshit story. And her friends weren't talking about her behind her back. I don't know. I still feel like in a world like that, you're going to just going to be surrounded by two faced people. Mm, so I, I don't know if I completely buy that this never happened. No, in the screenshot of the of the friends all talking in the Yas Courtney group chat, I saw a comment. Maybe it was on it was uh, maybe it was on Reddit, and it said, <laughs> "Why do these texts look like a targeted ad on a bus stop that's for millennials?" Like the way that the texts are written is really fun because it's like, "Should I soft launch the Yas Courtney chat?" And it's like, "Oh my god, please! These trolls keep DMing me, accusing me of being in the other chat." And someone says, I'm like, if only they knew our anxiety about meaningless, endless chit chat, like little thought bubble emoji. And then someone says, I mean, over a martini, we will debrief painting nails emoji, but winky face tongue out emoji. Dang, for a group chat that didn't exist, I am fidgeting sideways, laughing, crying emoji. That's giving like a bus stop ad. <laughs> debrief over a martini emoji <laughs> no it's absolutely that's so insightful and so funny like that would be what do you think that would be an ad for like something that style oh it would be like keep your messages private like in solid end-to-end -end encryption with whatsapp yes or like <laughs> yes i could see that or i could see it being like i think a alcohol brand should go that way oh don't you think oh yeah and it's like is it debrief o'clock yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i'll bring the i'll bring the kim crawford you know like <laughs> that sort of thing that's really funny and that's very accurate i listen i don't know i kind of feel like i don't know it's very unpopular on reddit to say that you're on kim's side have you noticed that mm. like the kardashian reddits even the snark reddits are really up courtney's ass about how you know like kim and chloe are like evil and you know like nothing that they say should be believed but i also find like i kind of think courtney's a whiny bitch Sorry. i agree i agree i think you can you can look at this through a critical lens and not believe that one side is entirely correct like you can look at them and say well you know Courtney for me communicates like somebody who's like had a little bit of therapy but like not enough and like has got a, a modicum of self-awareness but like not quite enough and like a little bit of information being a bad thing and has decided that like her family's toxic and that's like and that she's okay and she's right and I think 
I think there's some truth in that, but I think there's probably some warping of the truth going on there. Kim is... Yeah, I think she sees the world through a slightly different lens. Yes, yeah. And yeah, I feel like... I don't know. I like. I just. I have this weird feeling that just Courtney has bullied Kim her whole life. Yeah. And yeah. Kim has severe distrust towards her, but also I'm very confused. I mean, like people will always say like Courtney made the show a show because she put her relationship on you know on blast and she had a baby and she pulled it right out of her. Exactly, and no one else did that. And like I believe. Courtney served a purpose on the show for quite some time, but I don't know if she serves that purpose anymore. And I've never seen someone so openly hate their job. Yeah. Yeah. It's like not even quiet quitting. It's like she's and it's when I really look at that conversation and so many of the other fights that they've had over the years, I'm like, I see someone in Cam who's showing up to do her job. Yeah. Hundo P. I would also say that like over the years, what I've seen in Kim is like a development of a self-awareness that I've seen almost not like not happen with Courtney. It's like almost gone the other way. Like she seems miserable in that context and like the fun has gone out of it the light has kind of left her eyes she's not like witty anymore and I think her role used to be you know him and her and Chloe were kind of holding Kim to account a lot of the time for her kind of self-centered nature and now Courtney doesn't seem to have any real humor she does feel humorless yes and I and you know my friend Laura on TikTok made a really great point about how a lot of this you know, it's not about Kim and it's not about Courtney. It's about Chris, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I also can't help but think like, I do think part of it's her relationship. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I don't know. It was just like, fuck. But then there was a bright side because everyone was talking about Kim and Courtney, but Chloe had quite the moment <laughs> the beginning of the episode when they're all in Cabo. And we learned that she has an intense fear of whales. Should we play this clip? I just, I die. It's so funny. It's really good. Okay, here we go. Gray whales or blue whales? And for sure we'll see them quite close to the shore. Wow. I'm really yeah. freaking out. He said they come close to the shore. That would be so the whale Past the wake and they were jumping last time I was here. Oh my God. I really, I feel like I'm gonna cry. I really can't Guys, see that. No, it's so whale, pretty to see. You're not gonna ship. go in the ocean with them. They're not gonna come in a pool. Oh, oh my God. I, I just watched. Chloe has a fear of whales. I can't quite figure out where Chloe got this fear of whales. The thought of a whale, the glance of a whale, the conversation of a whale. Yeah, it had to have been somewhere in her childhood that I went really, really wrong somehow. I'm so sorry, Chloe. I don't, I, I'm, so I don't think I'm comfortable seeing experience. it. Let's go see the rooms. Okay, let's take a room tour. Okay, I'll go. It's pretty. How cute. It says James Purse Hats, you guys. Why is this whale season? Like, why? What are they doing? Mating? I don't know. That's sick. And why do they come to the shore? That is way too close for my comfort. I didn't, like. Oh, I saw something blow up over there. Well, it is just really choppy water. 
No, I saw it again. When Chris goes, the glance of a whale. The conversation of a whale. <laughs> like, how much are they talking about whales? <laughs> I just, there's like, there's so much to unpack. Like, it's outrageous. I love this when Corey says, it's not going to come in the pool. Like, Chloe looks like she, like a, she has a full, like, shiver up her spine at, like, the thought of a whale in the pool, which I think is, like, <laughs> She probably, I know. It's like, I don't, what does she, what does she think it's going to do? Well, so I love how, like, casual, because of course it's not serious, but I love how casual everyone is. It's like, oh no, it's actually really, it's really pretty. Like, it's, oh, it's like really cool. And, and, and then Chloe is stood in the bedroom with a pair of binoculars at the window, like terrified while Kim's like trying on hats. It's like, like, I'm so like rude. Like, Chloe's like having a panic attack. She's like, oh my God, it's actually really pretty. Like, (laughs) do you think they know how funny this is? No. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) It's so iconic. Like, a a meme is born. Like, really, truly. Like, it's so, it's so iconic. It's, that is, it's like honestly one of the most ridiculous things, and I mean, like, and Chris being like, "I must have done something really." Dumb. <laughs> oh, oh my god! god. The, for me, like when Chloe goes, "What are they doing this close to the shore? Mating? That's sick." <laughs> <laughs> This has been a phobia of mine for years. I don't want anything bad to happen to whales, and I know the phobia is totally irrational, but we don't pick our phobias. I low-key have a fear of the ocean, but a whale I can't even look at. It freaks me out so much. And someone wrote, you're so relatable, and she goes, oh my god, is that relatable? I hope so, because I feel like such an idiot admitting that it freaks me the fuck out. Oh. oh my god it's so it's good so funny well i think that brings a wrap to the main show we're gonna head over to the afters we have some great stories stuck in there this week so feel free to come on over to the patreon or you can subscribe on apple if you're listening now on apple you can see that there's a little op- option to subscribe so you can get the show and we'll see you over there yeah let's do that I'm dying still at this whale. Thing. I know. Do you know I just had the sickest idea? What? I wanted to make an edit, you know, where Beyonce is like, I just love whales. <laughs> and then like cut it with like Chloe, like looking out the way. And then I'll like cut to um, the survivor video when they come out of the water. So it's like Chloe's looking through <laughs> the binoculars, but Destiny's child are like emerging from the water. And put some spooky music over it. I think I might do that tonight. I feel like that sounds like a really fun little craft. And that'll be <laughs> fantastic to see. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. I'm, yeah. I mean, well, really quick before we leave, do you have like an irrational fear? I think all my fears are quite rational. But um, 
I do have a thing about actually foam. Oh. Like it's actually making me, it's making my like palms itchy, like thinking about like talking about it. Like shaving cream foam? Or no, like, like um, that's like in a couch. Oh yeah. Or like something that you'd use like a sponge, like to clean like a dish like that, like dry, like makes my, like makes my stomach turn and my mouth water and like makes me feel really anxious. And like my microphone obviously has a little like thing on it and I can't like think about it. <laughs> I can't think about it too much because if I touch it, oh. like my mouth's watering, like, like like I'm afraid. I just got like a chill up my spine because I realized how close it is to my face. But oh yeah. My God, I'm yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Why? What's yours? <laughs> clowns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like absolutely clowns. And yeah. there's a lot of people who say that's a bullshit thing, but yeah, I just, it's not true. Did you ever see um the TikTok of the girl who's got a fear of Michael Jackson and she's in a bar and there's a Michael Jackson impersonator and she's just sobbing? No. <laughs> it's really good. I'll, I'll... Oh, wait, I have seen that. No, I have seen that. And it's it's like hysterical. Like she's having a full-blown panic attack. And he's like just doing like, <laughs> he's like moonwalking behind. <laughs> like the camera pans and he's like, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah you guys tell us your fears and we hope you have a great week bye, bye. bye. Seen a shawty that look like a double G. Every girl in here ten, but it ain't no Tennessee. And you might just get some money, but it ain't no guarantee. Double G's on the left, double G's on the right. And you know I stay in Texas, I don't really like to fight. Like we in 2013, shawty do it for the vine. Shawty moving real well, I might have to wind it down. Threw the money to the center, now watch it hit the flow. Now rag it up, huh? rag, rag, rag it up, king, bag it up, huh? bag, bag, bag it up, king, stack it up, stack, stack, stack it up. She said, where you at? Sam Marcus down in Texas. And if I drop a pin. Best believe that she on the Thought way she was important, but I moved her right about the way Delta cheese tonight Told her baby I got cheese tonight Get a scholarship I ain't smoking on no TAC Low tolerance All these ladies telling me I'm finna blow Like the tell Shout out TurboTax tax refund What's another Back to quarterback at recess No rush You gon' end up like a Call of Duty mission No rush This ain't UT White shirt orange like a pump Mama call me ask me how college is I said bust Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.